Hello, everybody. Welcome to the XYZ Experiment Podcast. This is Darshini Aiton, and I am your Gen Y or Millennial. And this is Fiona. I'm your Gen X today, and we're interviewing. Come on, Dash, tell us. I'm so excited about this. So we are interviewing Emma Saddington today, and Emma Saddington was my first Australian friend, and we met when we were three-year-olds in three-year-old kinder. So thanks so much for being on the podcast today, Emma. How are you? Hello. Hi, Dash. Hi, Fiona. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm very excited to join your podcast today. Yay. Um, So, Em, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I can, I can. So um, I am uh, the youngest sibling uh, with my sister and I. I have an older sister, Yvette, who is two years older than me. I uh, am a mother of three. Uh, So I have a beautiful daughter called Charlotte, a little boy called Hamish and another little boy called Fletcher. I am a nurse by trade. Um, with almost two decades in the healthcare industry in lots and lots of different roles, um, but majority of my experience has been in emergency and acute care for Alfred Health. And um, in my spare time, um, I'm also a director of an NGO in Cambodia. So um, I keep very, very busy, um, but that's what I love doing best. Amazing. Yeah, super. I mean, we could talk about your NGO as well. So, you know, we might have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you and I in the same generation, but what is the most Gen Y or millennial thing about you? So I, I feel like I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis between Gen X and Gen Y. Um, but you're right, Dash, we are the same. We are the same generation. I'm a Gen Y or millennial. Um, and if you asked me uh, what are the the, the most um, the traits that I identify with the most, um, it would have to be authenticity. Mm. I think as a um, millennial, it's an expectation. Um, we almost get a little bit put off when people aren't authentic. Um, drop the jargon. We don't yeah. want any of that. We just want to. We just want to understand what you're talking about and want to make that that human connection. Um, and I think you know, particularly in in my my situation um, and in in my life, um, it's around trying to have the best of everything. <laughs> so whether that be my home life or my work life. Um, I truly believe that there's 24 usable hours in every day. Um, I also believe that there is a big tribe that has to sit around you to be able to use those 24 hours. So, um, you know, I think uh, millennials a few years ago were getting a bit of a wrap around, you know, it's the us generation, you know, what about me? Um, but, you know, when I really took a bit more of a deeper dive into it, I'm like, actually, you know what, I, I do identify as a millennial. Some of these traits are really great and, and I, that resonates with me. I, that I, totally resonates with me. I hadn't thought of that. But, yeah, Fiona? I could see you nodding the whole time, Dash. Yeah. I, know, I, know, I know our listeners can't see us, but I could see you nodding going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think something you really touched on about the millennials is it's, it's true – 
you know, people used to say terrible things about the millennials, but I think the millennials have proved all of us older generations wrong. <laughs> Seriously. Good. I really do. <laughs> and now we're all complaining about the Zs or the Zs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, joined, we've joined forces to complain about something different. Um, we're united right. in our complaints. Yes, right. I used to get a little bit embarrassed when people would say, are you a millennial? And I'd go, no. <laughs> Now we are embracing it. We're embracing it. Authentic all the way. Absolutely. So I think Um, we want to know how you two became friends and when and how and why. (laughs) Yeah. So um, Dash touched on it at the very beginning, but it was in three-year-old kinder. Um, I asked... Uh, you know, when Dash asked me to join your podcast today, I went and spoke to mum and and said, you know, tell me about that day at kinder. Um, You know, tell me about the moment that you walked in uh, with me um, as a little three-year-old and, you know, what did you see? The mum said, you know, I walked in and she's like, and you were chatting for something new. I I always chat. So I'm probably chewing mum's ear off in one... um, you know, walking through those kinder doors. And she said it was a really powerful moment because she could see Priya, Dash's mum, on one side of the room with Dash, uh, probably semi-attached to Priya's leg. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she was standing alone. Um, I'll get a a little bit emotional about it. but mum just, she looked at a, a bunch of probably predominantly women back at, at that time because, you know, we were still very much in a um, gendered society where that's the mums didn't work and they dropped the children off. And um, she just paused. She said she paused for a moment and she she just took a beeline to prayer and thought, um, I need to be with this fellow mum um, and her daughter, and she's standing alone, and you know, no, no mum needs to stand alone. Wow. Um, and you know, Dash will probably give more more details from Priya, but uh, you know, f- almost forty years later, um, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when I asked my mum that question. Um, because I was like, yeah, what was the encounter with Jackie, Emma's mum? And she said, Jackie came up and Emma, you are apparently wearing a blue pinafore. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie came up and basically said, who have we got here? Um, And asked our names. And I think Nim was there as well. So my other sister um, and asked our names and then basically said to us or invited us to your house after kinder and so that was our first play date um in Australia and so we went um over to your house after kinder and you know hung out and played together and then it just went from there and then like mum was just like talking about how um Jackie gave so we had only been in Australia you've got to remember we've come as migrants from Sri Lanka which is very hot to Australia and we arrived in the July. Um, So it was very cold and we just did not know the clothing, how to get dressed, all of this kind of stuff. And your mum gave like a big bag of your clothes and Yvette's clothes um, for Nim and I to wear. 
And so, you know, we were dressed in your clothes. My youngest sister um, also wore your clothes. So it went through all of us. And um, yeah, I was just like, wow, like that was just such a powerful encounter because so much then happened from there. Yeah. And I think you, um, Dash, I think you kind of, you hit the nail on the head of what has then been the premise for our family's relationships over the last, you know, four decades that um, they've always been a network of support for each other. Um, yeah. You know, we've, we're very fortunate that both our, our mums and our dads live in um, the same family home, which is all of about a three-and-a-half-minute walk down the hill and around the corner. Um to each other's houses so you know it really that that first day really set the tone and um set up what would what is a lifetime of friendship and so my mum often will say of M that she what does she call you <laughs> her bleached child <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before <laughs> And she refers um, to her as she said, tell me, tell your brown mother, tell your brown mother. Yeah. 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 And, um, and you know, also refers to my children as her bleached grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really full on for our family because when we moved into that suburb in southeast Melbourne, we were one of the few brown families. Like the, it was like a sea of white faces and even going to primary school, like I was the only brown kid um, in the whole primary school. And um, I remember this one instance very early on where my whole class, um, I don't think you were there, Em, but like a majority of my class were on the monkey bars and they were calling me names and so they were calling me dog poo. And I got so upset because part of me at that point as a five-year-old didn't quite understand what was happening. Anyway, so I go into the library and I'm hiding in the library and M's sister, Yvette, came and spent the rest of lunchtime hanging out with me. Um, yeah. And I just remember thinking your family looked out for like your whole family looked out for us. It wasn't just one member. Um, and your dad helped us build the extension to the house. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Alongside my dad. So they were like kind of there building and constructing together on weekends and after hours. And I'm just like, wow, it's incredible, like how much our families were enmeshed um, in that little community. Yeah. And, you know, Dash, I think um, it was such a, you know, the, the back of uh, Dasha's house has got this gate, this side gate. Um, I've never used the front door in your house. I've no. never used it. Um, and in, in fact, we were laughing the other day that there's only two, two phone numbers that we remember. Um, I remember Dasha's home phone number. Yeah. I was just about to spill it off then and then I remembered maybe thousands of people will listen to this podcast and then your mum will get more prank calls and she's not going to be happy. Um, and Dash remembers mine and I think um, it was just such a, a, a beautiful community back yeah. then. And, you know, your mum used to do a lot of sewing um, and still till this day 
helps my mum sew. <laughs> Not that she can't sew, but like the intricate sewing, the quilting yeah. and the clothes making. And I remember, um, and this picture still sits on, on your mum and dad's fridge, Dash, and it's um, Priya had made uh, um, overalls. Yes. Polka dot overalls. Bright yellow polka dot overalls. And um, you girls were all in your polka dot overalls and I was in some uh, floral blouse, I think. <laughs> and um, to me, we were, we were part of one family. I don't mm. think I saw a big definition um, of difference between safety but do you know what I mean I, I feel like we um you know I was I don't know whether um you remember this dash I was really sick in either grade four or grade five um and like a typical parent my mum's like you're fine go to school go to school you're fine and um no mobile phones back then and um I think your mum must have been up at the school doing something reading or or she was up there volunteering for something and um the teacher must have said you know Emma's not well and your mum took me home um <laughs> and put me in the spare bedroom and fed me chicken soup for the day um and then finally got hold of mum and said look I've got Emma here and she's not well <laughs> um, and just the love that I've always felt and my family have always felt um from from Priya and Sam and the whole entire family. Mm. I, I actually, I mean, totally digressed, but I actually ended up in hospital that night and I kept on saying to mum, at least Priya knew I was sick. <laughs> Priya believed me. Priya believed me. <laughs> I had a nasty pneumonia, but I just remember um, that sense of warmth and comfort and love Um and you know when you're sick and you just want your mum? Mm. Like Priya was like, I just want to, like, Priya or mum, like either either one was going to work. It didn't yeah. really matter. And, um, yeah. and mum told me to get up and go to school. So Priya was absolutely my favourite mum. <laughs> just okay. listening to you two, when we came into this conversation, I really thought it was just going to be a story about the two of you, but it's the story, it's much bigger than that. It's, yeah bigger than that like your family sounds so close it's beautiful oh they're so enmeshed like they're so codependent and you know it's just interesting because um we do live very close to each other and Emma would sometimes come to our house for breakfast before mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. do you remember that and we'd have I like do. baked beans with melted cheese on toast <laughs> your mum introduced me to that delicacy like I've I have on my radar I want to talk about food yeah, um, in your household, but that delicacy of baked beans on toast with a slice of melted cheese in your griller. Oh. Amazing, amazing. Mum invented it. We all ate it. We'd go up to school together. And there was just this, like, really enmeshed, like we were either at each other's houses a lot. Um, but it was very funny because during the COVID lockdowns, <laughs> I would check in on my mum and um, she wouldn't be home. And I'd be like, where are you? Oh, just at Jackie's. Like, 
you're not meant to. We're in lockdown. She's like, oh, yeah, but that, it doesn't count. Jackie's house. Or then they were sewing masks together at my mum's house, breaking all the lockdown rules. I'm just like, what on earth? But they don't, they, I don't think they see each other as separate families. No, no. no. And, like, I, um, I, same thing. I'm like, mum, it sounds like Priya's there. And she's like, yeah. We're caring for each other. <laughs> I'm like, I think you've missed the point around how COVID's transmitted, Mum. I think you've missed the point. Um, but you, yeah, they just—they're um, a real. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's a. They're, they're sisters from other misters. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they are the generation that they don't call before they come to each other's houses. They just drop in. Mm. And so at any point if I'm visiting mums, Jackie could drop in um, and vice versa. And so you, you just don't know who's going to end up on your doorstep, but often at least once a week the Saddingtons yeah. will be there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as I said, like always through the back door. Like, it's an insult. If you're going to knock on that front door, like, you better not be coming in. <laughs> There's only one way to come and it's through the back door. Yeah. Emma, can I ask, are, is your family immigrants as well or are you, you yeah, second so, generation or what was your family? So, such a, such a good question, Fiona. So my mum is, um, she moved out from Scotland when she was 15. Yeah. Um, she had family out in Australia and New Zealand, but she left her mum back in Scotland um, who didn't move out for another oh, almost 10 years, 15 years after mum moved out here. So um, my dad is second generation um, in Australia, um, but mum is, is an immigrant. And, you know, I wonder whether that also mm. is such a, a tight bond um for both of our families that um, there's a sense of um, the great unknown when you move to another country yeah. um, and there's also a sense of, um, you know, travel is very different now. Like there's, you know, it took my mum nearly 20 years to go back to Scotland. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that when, you know, when mum made her way out here, that could have been the last time she saw many of her family. Yeah. I asked that because, like, my mum's best friend, they're both, she's immigrants, my parents, and then her best friend's immigrants as well. And and I think they recognise each other sometimes, yeah. you know, just yeah. to um, that a friendly face or a friendly kind word makes a huge difference, doesn't it? And then you form these sorts of, you know, 40-whatever-plus years of friendship. It's incredible. It is incredible. So tell us about what you introduced to each other then. You already said something about the food. Oh my god, the food! Oh, I wish I wish the people listening could see my face because the first time I went to Dasha's house and and it was clearly it wasn't the first time, but the first time the first memory I have of food at your house, one you can eat it with your hands. Hello, <laughs> hello. No one told me to use a knife and fork. I was like, yes. I remember your mum trying to teach me how to hold the rice in my hand. And I was like, this is revolutionary. I was like, <laughs> I am never using any, 
I'm never using a knife and fork or a spoon in my life. This is fabulous. Um, just the flavours and the tastes and it looked so different to my mm. results with gravy and three veg. It looked so different. Like the most exotic thing that came across my table was what we called in our family Kai Si Ming. Um, <laughs> like, you know, that was about as amazing as we got and, and maybe... Maybe sometime through primary school, we were lucky enough to have Chinese takeaway. Yeah. Maybe, um, you know, maybe once every few months we would have Chinese takeaway from Po Hing's up in Pinewood. Remember that one? Yes. Like, so walking into Dasha's house and the smell and the taste and those hoppers and mm. using your hands, mm. I was like, this is out of this world. <laughs> but it's so funny you say that because I remember mum would pack me lunches and um, they would be leftover curry um, in bread and then she'd, you know, do the jaffle maker and so um, they were toasted. And, like, everyone would be having ham and cheese sandwiches or whatever and I'd be having, like, leftover beef curry <laughs> toasted sandwiches just being like oh I want to be like everyone else but now I'm like oh my god that was such a delicious lunch actually such a delicious lunch but when you're the brown kid you want what all the white kids have so um you know you guys introduced us to salt and vinegar chips <sighs> how good are salt and vinegar chips <laughs> oh. We'd go over to your house and have them. And I came home and I was like, we have to have salt and vinegar chips. And so, <laughs> but, you know, back then it was like such, for my family, it was such an indulgence to buy that kind of stuff. Like mum cooked everything and then all of a sudden here comes Dash and he's like, chips. And she's like, but I've like made you like afternoon tea of like some kind of muffins that she'd made. And I was like, no, oh, but I want salt and vinegar chips because that's what everyone else is having. God, I was a brat, but anyway. Do you know, yeah, just thinking about that makes me think about now the roles are reversed as adults. Everybody wants the toasted cheese sandwiches with the curry inside it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, what we would give to have that home-cooked muffin <laughs> yeah. or that yes. slice or, you know, because we don't want the off-the-shelf packaging now, you no. know. Processed um, food, nah. Processed food. And you remember we used to make those... Um, shrinkies um you'd put the chip packet in the oven yeah. and it'd yeah. shrink yeah and you'd pin it on yourself <laughs> why arts, arts and crafts in the early 1990s weren't they fabulous <laughs> um but i remember also like you just taught me so much about um what was cool like we were not a cool family and you were very cool em. um but you know i remember having a sleepover at your house and having this very serious conversation with you and the other girls because I had a choice for my, uh, must have been my 12th birthday, between a Game Boy or a stereo. I don't know if you remember this conversation. And you guys were all like, do not get a Game Boy. They're crap. A stereo is something you'll use for ages and music is so good. And so then I went home and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a stereo. And so my parents bought me a stereo and I was like, that's 
good advice, actually. That was really good advice from a little bunch of 12-year-olds. But I remember you being so strong on it, being like, nah, don't get a Game Boy, get a stereo. <laughs> but um, I reckon, you know, it's all, so, it's all so funny, like the perception years down the track, isn't it? Because, um, you know, I never, I don't think I really understood at the time what that relationship was I think we just took it you know Dash and her family are just such incredible humans and so kind and so caring that that's just a lovely relationship as opposed to really um thinking about the enormity back then of of the change that you and your family had been through Dash and you know you're right you were the only um, person in our primary school up until year five, I think. Yeah. Um, until Vakul joined joined the gang. Was it yes. year five? I think yeah. it was year five. We had um, some people from China and Malaysia join at different points. But, yeah, in terms of skin colour, it's till year five that I was the only and, – and when my sister joined, obviously, but we were the only brown-skinned kids. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, when we talk a lot about, you know, how you see yourself in the world and how you, you know, that, I don't, I don't think at the time we ever really understood the challenges and, you know, what that type of relationship meant. Um, it just felt so beautiful and natural and, you know, was there from the very first interaction that, you know, I... You know, I think beautifully as as children and, you know, into this new world that, that kids live in, um, they don't see different colour. They don't see different backgrounds. They don't, you know, they're intrigued. Like, what are you eating? What is that? Can I have a yeah. bite? <laughs> Can yeah, I have but a bite? I think you had a very um, beautiful sense of innocence around you. And I think as well, like your family, um, you know, there's that phrase of like salt of the earth people, like they, they're just the people who make everything better. I think your family very much encapsulates that. Um, I don't think that was true of all of the families that were in the school. And, you know, like I, I often wonder how much your family took a step back and were like, how do we almost Australianize them by but also making sure that they, you know, understand and keep their own culture. Like even little things like in introducing us to football, like you guys bought me a Collingwood beanie and I went for Collingwood because your family went for Collingwood up until the point I got married when my husband um, said as part of the marriage contract I had to start going for the demons. <laughs> so to ditch Collingwood. <laughs> Um, but you took us to our first football games. You know, you introduced us to netball and we played netball for ages. And I used to remember your mum, like, standing on the sidelines, like, coaching and, yes. like, bossing us on the court. And I'd get so annoyed at her. But we became – we were quite a good little netball team. We were quite a good netball team. And, look, mum would absolutely still not hesitate to boss us on the sidelines <laughs> if, we were also, if we were also playing now. And I think, you know, 
Dad, um, in particular, had such a beautiful relationship with Sam, with Dasha's dad as well. You know, through um, through the renovation, um, you know, Dad shared the skills that he had. He's a, mm. a carpenter by trade, and um, they did it together. You know, they they built it together. Um, and he, I mean, the best. Um, culture my dad could could bring you into in terms of in his books was football um, yeah. and you know tried to um you know I think your dad wrote it in in dad's birthday card last year was trying to bring you in to Australian culture while still having your own identity and your own cultural identity trying to bring you in to be part of you know, the community and, um, you know, whether you go for football or not, um, anyone who um, says they're from Melbourne, it's probably one of the first questions that you're asked. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you watch the footy? And at least being able to have the language to talk about it, even if it's not something that's a core part. And I think that was, yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But it was it was interesting because, you know, we went, we were very tight through primary school and played sport together and hung out on weekends and then we went to separate high schools and so we we lost contact our parents still stayed in contact um but we have had this interesting and incredible story of reconnecting and I don't know Em if you want to share from your perspective how that happened it, you're right. We last day of primary school, it was like um, like this time capsule dash where we lost year seven to year twelve. We went to different high schools. There was no social media. We didn't have mobile phones. Yeah. Um, we had different friends. Um, we did different things. We had different interests. Um, and then you know we both went to different universities and, and did different degrees. And, you know, I kind of come across Dash in the professional realm, just very like on the periphery. I'm like, I might see an email and I'll be like, oh, Dash is in that too. Um, and then um, just over a year ago, um, I um, have been very passionate, um, as have many other nurses around workforce retention. Um, but I probably took that passion and be in my bonnet um, and turned turned the dial up a little bit um, as uh, per millennial um, and uh, reached out to Dash and said, hey, uh, I've got a bit of a crazy idea and um, I, I'd love to have your skill and expertise. Um, and can I talk you through what I'm thinking? Um, and Dash and I, we had our initial first conversation and then we met in person and you brought in a, along another beautiful colleague of yours, um, Janet, and we could have, I, I don't even know where the time went. I reckon we could have talked for three hours in that room if, we, if the lights weren't about to go out and yeah. the building wasn't about to shut the doors. Um, and Dash just without hesitating was like, yeah, right, let's do it. So we're working on a project and it's just so 
what I find so beautiful about it is it's again a coming of like two different lenses. Like, you know, if I look at our childhoods and think about you had this very like amazing understanding of, you know, confidence and of self-esteem and being Australian and knowing how to navigate that landscape. And then I had this cultural lens of like being Sri Lankan migrants and introducing you to all sorts of random food and all sorts of random things that my family did. And it's almost like that happened, but now in a professional sense. And so, you know, M comes with this clinical lens of, you know, how do I look after this workforce that is stretched and stressed and is in short supply globally, not let, not alone just um, locally, but also patients are at our door all the time. And then I come in with a research um, lens of skills to measure, to understand, to explore, to design, to co-create. And like, we're just having these fun sessions with like this team that we've now brought alongside us to kind of, again, work together to create something. And so I felt like our childhoods were creating culture and now in adulthood, we're like creating change. And it's just a really, I don't know, kind of gives me goosebumps thinking about the full circle of it all. It's got some just beautiful synergy to it, Dash. Yeah. And, you know, I um, I watch you um, in those meetings and I was like, wow, wow, she's amazing. She's amazing. I don't, I don't even understand a lot of this research, but like what this speak and this and and this scale and but you just have this beautiful way of meshing academia and it scrambles and then it comes out of your mouth in this articulate, um, <laughs> able to connect information where I go, oh my god. And then I like to do, I like to do this. This is my friend. This is my friend. <laughs> She's with me. She's with me. She's with me. She's my right yeah. or die. Hey. She's my right or die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's with I'm, me. I'm not clinical. I haven't trained clinically. And so sometimes you have to, I'm like, what does that acronym stand for again? Explain. <laughs> That's like... But it's, yeah, again, teaching each other languages and, you know, we're learning off each other and it's just, yeah, it's been really incredible. But it's it's been an interesting journey and I just think, wow, I wonder who we would be and who our families would be had we not walked into three-year-old kinder. It's so much bigger than you and I. Yeah. You know, it was it was our families. You know, the, the connection as well for, for two mums mm. um, was really beautiful um we didn't you know I think we really underestimate how I mean blessing and a curse but how um connected people can be through so many different mediums now you know thinking about COVID and you know when I thought about um being a millennial you know and multitasking um I, like you know, you and I had a landline growing up. We were lucky to have a landline. We had one landline to connect with. Um, now I'll have it. Sometimes I can be having a conversation with you, Dash, on three different platforms. Yes. I'll be emailing you. I would have flicked you something on Instagram and I'm talking to you on Messenger. Yeah, it's true. And our parents yeah. didn't have that. Our parents never had that. And so they found this beautiful connection Um 
where they could be authentic with each other and to share the trials and tribulations um, of this strong common bond. And to them, it was motherhood. Yeah. They talked about us all the time. They still do. They still talk about us. (laughs) We're the number one point of conversation, what the kids are up to these days. (laughs) And, you know, there's... um, I think there's a sense of pride as well, um, you know, that they, um, they they see this full circle that's come about with you and I, Dash, and, and um, you know, the work that we're being able to do together now. Like, I think there's a sense of pride. Like, I don't think it would matter what the work really was right now for our parents, but they just see us working together the same way that they worked together as a community. And I I think there's a strong sense of pride there around we raised some good humans here. Yeah, they did. But it's it's just so it is it is very funny because I think I learned a lot of my confidence as well from M and I like I just think about all the things you forced me to do which I was terrified of doing like roller skating down your hill and skateboarding and just all of these things like my family always grew up with this very fear mentality that are uh, you know you're gonna die you're gonna die you're gonna die and your family was so much more laid back and like you know just let them at it. And I just think how different childhoods are now. Like we would run over to each other's houses and do all of this stuff and be at the school playing on the monkey bars by ourselves. Like, you know, school was over. But, you know, it's so funny, Dash, that you say, like, you know, you learnt a lot of um, confidence from me. I think I um, have always maybe been like um, maybe fake it till you make it in the back, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, give it a go. Give it a go. Might fall over. She'll be right. (laughs) She'll be right. I wanted to touch on church because church was not something in our house. You know, we weren't particularly a religious family. Um, We didn't go to church. And um, I just remember, you know, obviously very respectfully, you know, your parents were like, can we take Emma to church on Sunday? And I was like, fabulous, I get to see you and I get to meet more new people. Like, you know, I'm an extreme extrovert. I'm not sure if you can tell that or not. But (laughs) I was like, fabulous, I get to meet more people and spend time with Dash. This is great. And her church at the time was um, had the Sunday school in, I remember there was a couple of little there was a, a shop at the front that sold bookmarks. God, I loved those bookmarks. I don't know. I, I Maybe I only ever got one in my life, maybe two, but, gee, those bookmarks, I just thought, wow. Like they were, this little shop just had every little trinket, trinket and yeah. pen and it was amazing. But I can't. I mean, rightly or wrongly, I don't really remember the lessons um, or any religious sentiment that came out of my time coming to Sunday school with you, Dash, but what I remember was this sense of community. Mm. Um, the snacks, I remember the snacks. Yeah. Uh, and some cordial. Whew. Yeah. It definitely wasn't cotties, but it was, it was pretty damn good, though. And I just remember this. Just this feeling of 
I mean, now looking back on it, this this feeling of joy and connection. Mm. Um, I loved singing. So, like, everyone started singing. I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Didn't know the words, doesn't matter. Didn't know the words, probably couldn't even read the hymn book, but I was in. You're in. It's um, so interesting because that is, like, it is such a core cool memory. Like, if you think about it, it's such a core cool memory to be like, oh, I'm now going to try and introduce you to my communities and expand that out for you. I can so see how church was that. Um, and I do remember that shop. Oh, my gosh. That was almost a bribery to kind of get us there sometimes that we'd get a little present from there. I think sometimes I was more excited than you and your sisters going to yeah, church. Yeah, probably, probably, because we were so I used think, to it. I think I was the easier one to get in the car. Like, hey, <laughs> come you, in. Were, you were probably the bribe to get us there. Emma's coming. Okay, fine, we'll go. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was a big part of... Um, you know, you and your family and, you know, it was, that was important to me to be one of the children, you know, that I wanted to to do what you did. And that was, that meant a lot to, to your mum and dad. And, you know, I wanted to understand and, and see and feel what, what it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was just, oh, I remember that. And then after church, oh, Fiona, we played the best hide-and-seek games as as kids. Do you remember that? Yeah, because you could go everywhere in that building. So yeah. many hidey spots. So many hidey spots. <laughs> yeah. But your family never ridiculed our family for their faith, and I think that was really important. They respected so, it. Yeah. 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 And they strongly respected this, that sense of, um, community as well. You yeah, know, it's not what they did on a weekend, but you know they were so happy for me to join you in that, um, and they saw they saw how much it meant to you and your yeah. mum and your sisters. So funny hearing you two talk about that because my mum's best friend, who's also the migrant. Um, uh, but she's from she's from New Zealand. Uh, we would go to Sunday mass with them. <laughs> like we would go to the Sunday school. I remember the food, everything that you're saying. I'm thinking, oh my god, that's my childhood. I can really yes, remember. That's good. We'd climb over the fence to get to the church because the church backed onto their house. So we would just climb over the fence and go to the church. And the singing, I loved all that too. It's exactly the yeah. same. It's crazy. Yeah. So we could go with their girls because their girls were the same age as us. And um, God, there's so many, like you say, core memories. It's blowing my mind. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, like 35 years ago and, you know, a bit more, the, like what else were you going to do on a Sunday? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like shops were probably shut. Yeah. Um, they were. Yeah. It wasn't bounced back then. No. Um, no. You know, you. And you didn't you really watch that much TV. You didn't watch a lot of TV. No. So these are the sort of things you did. But they were fun. They were fun. They were fun. Like we'd have a great time going to Sunday school and all that. It was good fun. I really get it. Be with I just have to share one other memory that I have, which was just such a um, paradox to me because for me growing up, my mum did not like us being out in the sun. 
Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we spend too much time in the sun, we would come home and because, you know, um, getting too dark in Sri Lanka is not considered like attractive and she would like smother us in lemon juice to lighten our skin after what? we'd been, yeah, too dark. Then I remember going over to Em's house and Emma's mum would be sunbaking and I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? Lemon juice, how is this? How can I pay for you, not for me? <laughs> that must have been such a funny moment, Dash, because you're right, my mum loved sunbaking. Sunbaking. And in fact, she still probably loves being out in the sun, <laughs> except she's a little bit more sun smart now. But growing up, we only had refoil in the house. Like we just had tanning oil. Like, you know, I think maybe we had like SPF 8 when we were little. Yeah. Um, but mum never wore that. And you're right, she was constantly out in the backyard um, sunning back <laughs> That must have been such a funny concept. Like, like, wow, we we are taught to stay out of the sun and we don't burn. Yeah. And you guys were like in the sun constantly. It was just such an interesting paradox. But you could only imagine, like I could only imagine your mum standing there, Dash, um, being a new immigrant with two small children knowing absolutely no one you know that's and no one trying to get to know her yeah Yeah. and a a whole bunch of people on the other side of the room yeah crazy your mum amazing that she did that amazing yeah and you know they've just you know I think they've just been this beautiful um foursome to be reckoned with through life you know they've really shown that everything that you can do in life is better with partnership yeah yeah and better with community and you know it has you know there's been tough days with all of our families um you know with different things that have gone on with you know either Dasha's family or my family and they've just been this constant rock yeah for each, um, other. for each other and you know it's I love hearing what you know when Priya walks in the back door at our house right mum goes I'll pop the kettle on every time Priya goes oh don't worry about it unless you're about to have a cup of tea mum says every time I always have a cup of tea I'll pop the kettle on <laughs> she's like oh okay and then mum is constantly baking and then she'll put some baked treats out on a plate you know some yeah you could almost <laughs> You don't even need them to say anything. You just know exactly what you know the script. You know exactly what they're going to say. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. But can I just say also the extension? When we were talking about that extension, that wasn't a small extension. That was two bedrooms, a bathroom, a laundry, a dining room, a redone kitchen, and a full family room. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a house. That's practically a house that um, Emma's dad and my dad did together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Outrageous. That's like that's like a true bonding experience for men. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they did a project together. But we couldn't have afforded that yeah. otherwise. Yeah. The only reason that extension got done is because Emma's dad helped out mm. very graciously. Yeah. And, you know, he's still 
Um, I mean, God, I don't know the intricacies behind the scene there, but, you know, that's what was so beautiful, you know, 40 years ago, almost 40 years ago, is that you helped a mate and you there was no exchange of money. Yeah. yeah. And your parents bought Dad this most amazing watch that he still has to this day. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Because that, um, you know, everyone was very tight back then, you know. Whilst, you know, Dash laughs about us having chips in the house, like, you know, they were the they were the black and gold brand, I reckon. They yeah. weren't they weren't your sandboys. Yeah. Um, you know, that was that was um that was a piece of luxury and I think you know people saw the merit in um that you you did things for a friend and mm. and then, you know they do things for you and and it, it's it was never a um it was never ever it it was just a beautiful thing that they did together yeah like it was never um I've done X amount of out. Like it was just, it was never ever like that. It was yeah. just building this together. And Dad's like, I'm building it because because Priya and Sam have got three girls and they can't possibly live in a one and a half bedroom house. It was just a, a beautiful thing. And you're making Dash cry again. <laughs> like the priceless friendship that our parents particularly have as they move into the later stages of life and that support network. It's like. I know. I, I just, I worry about moving them out of that community, to be honest. Well, don't you move them out of that community. What am I going to do with my mother? I know. I feel like we almost have to put them in the same nursing home. If it got to that. <laughs> do you know what? Let's just hire a nurse to go between the two houses. Yes. So it'd probably be cheaper, to be honest. Oh, my um, God. It would be much cheaper. Yeah. I reckon that's what we do. Hire a nurse to look after these four parents. They'll probably sort themselves out and make sure that happens, knowing those four, it sounds like. <laughs> They've probably already talked about it and planned it. This is what we're doing. Oh, no. Don't tell the kids. Yeah, don't, don't tell the kids. Don't tell the kids. This is what we're doing. Yeah. It's what they were steaming during lockdown, Dash. I know. They probably were. They were like, if we go down in another lockdown, we're all just moving in together. Yeah. You, you cook Monday nights, we'll cook Tuesday nights. <laughs> We'll mix between a beautiful Sri Lankan curry and rissoles and veg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Em. Uh, thank, thank you for inviting me. It's been um, a beautiful trip down down memory lane from, you know, our very first meeting to um, the the synergy of, of what you and I are doing now together. Yeah, it's been incredible and it is a celebration not just of our friendship but yeah of the friendship of our families which is still going and um, I'm sure they're going to listen to this episode and have thoughts so you know let's see hi everyone it's Dash thanks for taking the time to listen to the XYZ experiment podcast and don't forget to leave a rating and a review if you've enjoyed our show and um, like what you're hearing tell all your friends and family and hit that subscribe button If you want to hear our updates and know when episodes drop, follow us on Instagram at the XYZ Experiment for all the latest updates and news. And our original music was composed and performed by the amazing Luke Champion.